0: You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madju.
1: Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, brought to you by Visa. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, your coffee spots, or your favorite shops. Local businesses have been there on your team, supporting you and your community But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at a local business and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless Visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, the official partner of the NFL. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is the fantastic Kate Bajuk. You can follow her on Twitter at FFBallBlast. Kate, how are you doing today?
0: I'm super bummed. We just got official word that the uh, Tennessee Titans-Pittsburgh Steelers game will be uh, rescheduled. It is officially not this week. We heard maybe we'd get to see that game on Monday or Tuesday, but uh, it sounds like there are more positive tests. So... Me, the Steelers fan, have to uh, have to just sit here and wait mm. and absorb an what, early bye week.
1: What, what did we do to deserve this? Where we don't have a great uh, Steeler-Titan game, but we have to watch the Jets and Broncos tonight. I mean, what did we do? I mean, come on. What
0: did um, we did something very, very <laughs> bad? I, I mean, that's just twenty twenty in a nutshell. I feel like this is just uh, let it rain. <laughs> let it pour yeah. uh and and we'll move on and and make things better in the season to come but you know what i will say it's been so interesting for fantasy teams it's been so interesting to um it's like it's been this extra challenge for you know not just dynasty mm-hmm. leagues but but redraft as well trying to come up with uh you know unique solutions for how to handle this
1: yeah. So the NFL announced on Thursday that the game will be postponed to later in the season. As of this recording, um, we don't know necessarily when that's going to be. It sounds like, and it feels like that's going to be, I think week eight is when Pittsburgh has their bye. Um, they could potentially flip their game with the Ravens, um, uh, and move things around, but probably week eight, week nine, somewhere in that range. Uh, but Kate, let's talk about how that impacts fantasy owners this week. Um, obviously you know it looks like in most leagues uh all your Steelers and all your Titans will be listed as buys as postponed um how are your leagues handling this COVID situation
0: it's definitely been uh you know redraft it's it's much less of a problem uh because you do just have a greater pool of players to 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 grab from in the waiver wires but um, you know, dynasty leagues, the best solution that I think I've seen so far and uh, our our own Ryan McDowell had tweeted about this is designating a, a backup player, which now you don't even have to do because, right. um, you know, we we have official cancellation. Uh, but, you know, it it's definitely sort of something that we, I think, need to consider in the future and have a game plan for, because I, I think a lot of teams were. Scrambling a lot of leagues were scrambling to figure out what is the best solution for this problem, and I I can't imagine that this is the last time we're going to encounter this.
1: No, I I agree, I think it's going to happen all season long. And what's going to be difficult is what if this happens in week 13, week 14, week 15 of the you know dynasty? Don't you wish Ah. that evil on me. I mean, <laughs> it just seems inevitable, right, that that's going to happen, that you're, we're going to have to navigate through this all season long. And it actually, it's surprising that it didn't happen sooner into more games. So um, it's it it, It's going to be something that's going to have to be, you know, we're going to have to work through this all season long. So um, I was talking to you before the show started and it was saying, actually, in some ways, this could be a good thing for a few you know fantasy assets dynasty assets right because a guy like Deontay Johnson who is in your lineup every single week um he was in concussion protocol and he was questionable to play this week AJ Brown has a knee bruise um he was very questionable to play this week now it looks like he could be ready for week five so this isn't necessarily the worst thing for fantasy owners that have those you know AJ Brown and Deontay Johnson's right
0: oh I I don't think it's a bad thing at all and you know what uh, I mean, it it doesn't feel good right now, but there are so many fantasy-relevant players in both of these offenses, which is so crazy because I never thought I'd say that about the Titans. Sure. But there are so many big names that, you know, have, have some early draft capital um, that are every week starters for these offenses. And, uh, you know, they're banged up, both of them. Mm-hmm. I You know, Juju has popped on and off the injury report. Uh, you've got Deontay Johnson. You've got uh you know it, it James Conner who's been on and off the field an awful lot with with plenty of question marks there um then you've got Jonu Smith who you know he it's been sort of unclear it sounds like uh, the this bone bruise has been pretty uh pretty painful for him to play through and it sounded like he needed a bit more time yeah. so but that was your fourth round pick maybe third round pick if you were mm-hmm. jumping the gun there so that like that's a very um, that's a significant loss for your dynasty team, uh, you know, especially uh, given the just the myriad of injuries, the depth is just, you know, not there for anybody this season. I think it's definitely uh-huh. nice to give, uh, give everybody a breather. Um, Absolutely. And even Big Ben, like you don't, it, you know, it, it, he said his, uh, over the past couple of weeks, he said that his elbow is sore. Maybe this is a good opportunity to, to give him a little bit of rest too.
1: Yeah, and I would also add in on the Titans side of things. You know, they have a couple offensive line linemen, including Taylor Lewan, who got hurt in their Week Three game against the Vikings. Um, he was, I would say, probably doubtful to play this week. Um, you know, now it gives him a little bit of chance to, to heal up and get ready for week five and the stretch run. So even guys that don't aren't necessarily fantasy assets like key offensive linemen, uh, they do have a big impact on guys like Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. So having an early season by when you're this banged up isn't the worst thing in the world. But uh, we're hoping we're praying that by, you know, by next week, the Titans, the Vikings, they get all their COVID situations cleared up and they can proceed Um, with the rest of the season as scheduled. Um, Let's take a break so I can tell you guys about NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays. And you can see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game and every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many, many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL film's archives. Go to nfl.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. I also wanted to tell you about our old friends at Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write LOCKED ON in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Okay, Kate, it's we're going into week four. It's time to start making trades. This is when you know you, you really get into some of the trade action, at least in my leagues. Uh, you can start panicking about some of these guys that you drafted or traded for. Uh, you can start selling high and some players that are performing well. Today, we're going to look at some buy low candidates. And I want to start with Kenyon Drake, who has been... Uh, just a fascinating player over the last two years. You know, he was a, a bust in Miami. The Cardinals traded for him. He was a monster in the second half of the season. And this year, after going high in redraft leagues, after being, you know, super valuable in dynasty leagues, he's somebody who is struggling a little bit out of the gate, you know, averaging uh, under 4.2 yards per carry, uh, has just one rushing touchdown, no games of 100 total yards yet. Uh, but most surprisingly, only five receptions for 20 yards on the season. First of all, what are we doing with Kenyon Drake, and are you buying low on him?
0: You know, I think I am. Um, and this sort of goes back to our, our conversation. Uh, I can't remember if it was early this week or, or late last week about uh, Joe Mixon. So you did make the point that, uh, you know, he's he's got the volume. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's averaging 18 rushing attempts per game. Uh, Interestingly enough, um, you know, averaging more total touches per game, uh, 19.7 compared to his 18.9 last season with the Arizona Cardinals. So he's actually touching the ball more, which is so crazy. Um, You know, I think we have to expect some positive regression. And the difference here for me between Kenyon Drake and Joe Mixon is that, you know, Joe Mixon, we have seen the, the volume for an extended period of time haven't seen much fantasy production in relation to that but we saw Kenyon drake last night last year uh in the same offensive system with the same coach same quarterback uh you know same playbook uh, be incredibly successful Mm -hmm. for fantasy so i we have to be uh hoping for some positive regression and um you know, this matchup against the Carolina Panthers is one that I think is going to uh, be something to target before you actually, you know, if you're going to target him, you got to play him right now. You got to you got to make the trade before this this week uh, for matchup, because I do think we're going to see uh, some some explosions there.
1: All right. Let me give you just some running backs that were going like higher than him in uh dynasty league startups this year um and you tell me which one you would rather have going forward uh devin singletary
0: uh ken and drake
1: okay uh austin eckler eckler melvin gordon
0: ooh, drake james connor oh this is hard I, it's really hard you can't do this to a Steelers fan <laughs> um I, just due to durability concerns, I'll say Drake.
1: Yeah, it's difficult for me because I you do see the upside with Drake, right? He's in this great offense. You know, once he gets unlocked in the passing game, which we're hoping that happens soon, you know, this is a guy who could literally win a league for you because of the sheer volume and efficiency. He just hasn't been efficient yet. So I do think some big games are coming. Uh, you mentioned the matchup with Carolina coming up. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, he plays Dallas in week six. Um, I he, that's a that's another game that he should crush and then at the end of the season you know it gets pretty easy with the Giants the the Eagles the 49ers I, I think some big games are coming for Kenyon Drake so if you can buy low now on him, I like that quite a bit And you
0: know what it it does also bring up the sort of the interesting question if if we do buy low on Kenyon Drake and he comes out in week four against the Carolina Panthers who have been just allowing, rushing yards to to explode all over their faces
1: mm-hmm.
0: what like what do you do with Kenyon drake then is that where you sort of pump the brakes and say maybe it's not his season it, it's such yeah. an interesting uh it's an interesting question because there's really uh, i feel like a very small gap of time where you can make this trade uh and and buy him low, but God, you're going to find out really quickly if it's worth it or not.
1: I agree. Um, Let's get to another running back. And this one is even more depressing. DeAndre Swift. Uh, If you have Swift on your roster, it likely means that you spent, what, a top five pick in your rookie draft on him. Yep. Um, Through the first three games, Kate, how many carries do you think Swift has?
0: It's low. Um, Ooh, if I'm playing a guessing game, I think 15. 15.
1: Eight. Oh Eight god that's worse 20 than 20 yards yeah so averaging what just over two yards a carry um he has been a little bit more effective in the receiving game nine receptions so far
0: uh, also dropped the game-winning touchdown yeah, in yeah. week so, one i believe that was
1: yeah against chicago so what are you doing with deandre swift because i mean right now you look at you know the the rookie drafts and stuff i mean it's pretty clear you'd rather have dobbins um, even Acres, who you know hasn't done a ton, I think you'd rather have him at this point. Are you buying DeAndre Swift? Or are you waiting to see you know how he does in this Lions offense before you start sending out offers?
0: I I want to see a little bit more before I buy in and and go and uh, send offers. I like the usage in the passing game, but here's the issue for me: is that you've got Adrian Peterson, who's hmm. like absolutely dominating. Uh, the snaps for the team. He's he's dominating the carry totals. I mean, he's got what almost like forty five carries in the last yeah. three weeks. That's absurd. And yeah. it, you know, I it, we've seen better days from Adrian Peterson. That's for sure. Um, but you know, he's he's producing yardage. The fact that they just haven't really looked to him at all when you're giving uh, Adrian Peterson. He's had forty three attempts so far in the season. You've given Adrian Peterson, the fossil, the dinosaur, the legend, 43 rushing attempts. And you've given DeAndre Swift, did you say Eight, Six. eight,
1: eight. eight carries?
0: Yeah, that's that's absolutely maddening. And I don't know. I that's that's super alarming to me. Uh. Is it just Matt Patricia being yeah, well, stubborn?
1: Also, there's also this stigma of Lions running backs, right? These these guys that we love coming out of college that are super dynamic, and all of a sudden they get into this Lions offense, and it's like, uh, where did all the explosiveness go? I, I don't know what to do with DeAndre Swift. I mean, you, okay, let's let's play a little game here. Would you would you send a 2021 first round pick for him right now? Because my answer is no. No. Nope. Right. No. Nope would you send a 2021 second round pick for him?
0: Oh, that's
1: so I probably would though. Right. The
0: question mark remains, I think for me, I, like I, I, the questions that I'm, I'm trying to juggle in my head is what do we do just given the uncertainties with, um, you know, just how the draft process is going fi- to finish out? Mm-hmm. Are we going to finish the college football season uh, do we see more guys declare because they, you know, of, of all these uncertainties? You have so many question marks regarding your rookie picks. Um, but 2021 is supposed to be a, a loaded draft class to begin with.
1: Especially at running back.
0: Yeah. I like, I don't know. I like, I would rather have like Chuba. I, is that how yeah, you say I his name? Yeah,
1: I Chuba. Yeah, Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard. Yep. Yeah.
0: I, I don't think that, you know, I'm sure the value will be there at some point, but Uh, who's to say that these Lions don't come out and spend another pick on another running back? I just don't think that this is a a system that is conducive to fantasy production from the running back position. And maybe we need to make our peace with that as long as Matt Patricia is the head coach there.
1: I agree. Um, Let's go ahead and move on to to a a different player. Um, This one's not, again, not as depressing, but uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Um, a lot of people were excited about a potential breakout season this year with the Ravens. You know, he added some weight. Um, he he was pretty fantastic as a rookie, um, but through three games, he has just 12 receptions. Um, he's averaging under 13 yards per catch, no touchdowns. Um, now. The schedule hasn't been great, but again, going against Cleveland, whose cornerback's situation was rough in week one, Houston doesn't have a great defense, and then a, a game script against Kansas City where Baltimore was down in the entire game, and he finished that contest with two receptions for 13 yards. Are you buying that Hollywood is going to break out here maybe in the next couple of weeks, or do you think he's always going to be one of these guys that you know maybe never achieves wide receiver two status? He's just a You know, a big play, you know, hit and miss, you know, weekly flex.
0: You know, I think I'm buying into buying into him for now. Uh, My not not to say I'm making excuses for them, but uh, the Ravens offense just looks a little bit off kilter. Right. Like they just don't look um, as in sync as they have been in the past and as we've seen them to be. You know, they've had some pretty stable assets on this offense. They haven't shaken a ton up this season other than the loss of Hayden Hurst. But I think he accounted for like 40 targets last year. So yeah. he's not like a, you know, a a, a cornerstone player that this team lost. I, I think that, you know, maybe they're coming off of this, uh, you know, early playoff loss hangover. And, you know, maybe it's just going to take them a little bit more time to to gain traction and get back on track. But I do think that, you know, some of these matchups, like, you know, Denzel Ward with the the Cleveland Browns, he's a he's a great corner. Um, You know, they they, these teams have sneaky, uh, sneaky, good players like in their secondary Mm -hmm. Um, Kansas City Chiefs. Like, uh, you know, they they came out. They were top in the league of of long yardage to wide receivers last season. And they're actually dominating right now. They uh, they're not allowing much of anything through the air and they're making, you know, Lamar Jackson look average. So I don't necessarily think the the matchups have been super ideal for Marquise Brown. But I think as this offense um, maybe finds a little bit more uh, rhythm in the running game, which like I think that's going to be sort of the the key to getting back on track is establishing what you're doing with these running backs because it's it, it's a mess. All
1: right. I've got three receivers who have outscored Hollywood okay. so far this year. You tell me which one you would rather have going forward as a dynasty asset. Whew, okay. Uh, Alan Lazard.
0: Oh, Marquise. Marquise.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, how about Justin Jefferson?
0: I'm still going Marquise. Am I the only person? Mm. I feel like I'm on an island right now.
1: Uh, I gotta give you. I'll give you somebody more difficult. Um, Robbie Anderson, Marquise. Yeah, I agree. Um, man, I, I I can't get you uh, trying to find I, somebody. I'm like my,
0: hooked on Marquise Brown. All uh,
1: right, I I got you. one more. Michael Gallup.
0: Ooh, ooh. So that was closer to me. Oh my goodness, that's way closer. Ooh. So, oh man, it comes back get to me. the question of what do you think they do. With Amari Cooper in in the seasons to come, uh, you know I think Gallup is a talented enough wide receiver that if they do want to unload uh, some of Amari Cooper's contract in the seasons to come, he's a, he's a great. I, I think he could be a a wide receiver one alongside alongside Ceedee Lamb. I I'll take oh, I'll take hmm. Gallup. <laughs> That was yeah. so hard.
1: Uh, this is this is a hot take. Michael Gallup is a better deep ball receiver than Hollywood. He just he's, he's better at creating in the contested catches. Uh, Prescott targets him down the field. He's got more size, more strength. Uh, you're going to see, uh, we predicted this last week, that there's going to be big games to come for Michael Gallup. We saw one against Seattle in week three. Six catches for 108, 138 yards and a touchdown. Could have been even bigger uh, with games coming up against, you know, Cleveland and the Giants. Uh, Washington, Philadelphia, uh, Minnesota coming back up. There, there's going to be some massive Michael Gallup games. Uh, so, yeah, I agree. That, to me, that one's not all that close. I'd rather have Michael Gallup. Um, let's take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll uh, talk about a new segment that we are debuting here on the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Okay, Kate. We have a new segment here called Promotion Commotion, and man, that could not be <laughs> uh, any more perfect this week with a couple early bye weeks, with so many different injuries. Surprise so these are guys, early
0: bye weeks. That yeah, that surprise you, early bye weeks. You can't weeks. underestimate the surprise factor there.
1: Absolutely. So these are guys that are deep, deep into your bench. Uh, you probably haven't played them yet this season, unless you've had a you know just a ton of unfortunate injuries. Um, So who are these who are a couple guys, Kate, that you like this week that you should promote from your bench to your starting lineup in week four? Uh,
0: A guy that I I wasn't really sure what kind of role we'd see from him uh, early on. Gabriel Davis, we've seen uh, Josh Allen obviously come out, light things up, light the world on fire. Um, And we do have some news that John Brown has a an injury. Um, You know, they're going to be facing the Las Vegas Raiders this week. uh, But Mm. he's coming off of a game where he posted uh, four for 81, and he had a touchdown in the previous week. Uh, This Bills rookie, I think, is going to uh, possibly benefit uh, with an increased target share in week four. Should we see John Brown just be limited or or even out for the game? Uh, And, I mean, it's sort of like a... I don't want to liken it to the the Kansas City Chiefs like you just play the Chiefs when they're available. <laughs> it's sort of getting to be sort of like that. It, it,
1: yeah, just a lower level of yes. a couple more performances and I think we are there. Um, I'm going to give you another Bills receiver because again, I I'm just going to want to play you're going to want to play Bills uh, offensive players. How about Cole Beasley? Um, especially if John Brown doesn't play, uh, Beasley is the second most reliable receiver on that roster behind Stefan Diggs. And listen, Beasley's been good this year to start the season 458, 5 for 70, 6 for 100 against the Rams. Uh, The Raiders have one of the worst slot cornerback situations in all the league. Uh, LaMarcus Joyner just gives up yardage so easily. Uh, Beasley's had success against Joyner in the past. Um, So I think this week, if you need a wide receiver 2, wide receiver 3, Would not be that surprising if Beasley caught six passes for 80 yards and, you know, potentially got in the end zone this week. Um, Thoughts on Beasley and and give me somebody else who we should be promoting from our bench.
0: I love Beasley. If you'll remember, he was my pick last week and he posted 100 receiving yards. There you go. So I'm excited. Take that victory lap. Yeah, yeah. Take that victory lap. (laughs) An Underrated guy. I'm going to go with Logan Thomas, tight end for the Washington football team. Uh, Among tight ends, Thomas ranks third in targets, fourth in routes run among tight ends. And he ties Mark Andrews for the second most red zone targets. They're not as valuable Mm. as those targets because it's Dwayne Haskins. But let's consider the fact that this is a ton of opportunity for this guy. He's on the field. He is available to catch passes. He's getting targets. Um, You know, it's Always going to be an inefficient offense, but he's averaging nine point one fantasy points per game. Um, he's he's a huge value. He he's definitely a guy that has a lot of room to grow as well, just in terms of um, you know his opportunity in relation to what he's actually producing. There might be some room for positive regression.
1: I agree. Uh, I've got Logan Thomas in almost every one of my leagues, and it's so frustrating because he's on the field a bunch. Um, you know they they have chances to throw to him. He just can't quite do it yet. So this is this is a good. But week.
0: he's gonna have a he's gonna have. You know it's one of those those guys that maybe has been a fringe play for you over the last yeah. few weeks. But you know as soon as you know they get a connection going, that
1: it's gonna yep. it's
0: blast off. Yeah.
1: Um, I'll give you another for, former Bills receiver. you Zay Jones of the, <laughs> of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, no Henry Ruggs this week. No Brian Edwards. I actually expect this Bills-Raiders game to be fairly high scoring. Uh, I think the Raiders are going to have to pass a bunch in this game because I'm not sure their defense can slow down Josh Allen. Uh, Zay Jones, I mean, he hasn't done anything fantastic to start the season. He has scored a touchdown in week two. Um, he caught three passes for 32 yards in week three against New England he's just a guy that's going to have a lot of volume. He's going to be on the field almost every single snap. Uh, he has been one of the Raiders most improved players. So maybe he gets you four receptions for 50 yards and gets into the, you know, the end zone. Um, he's just a, a play on opportunity here. Um, Thoughts on Zay Jones and just lead us out with one more guy that you should promote from your bench.
0: Zay Jones is definitely interesting. So while I was on the the Robert Foster train, uh, God, there were man. many, many folks on the Zay Jones train. And it never came to fruition in Buffalo, but you know that he has a, a unique skill set. So I, I like that pick. Um, you know, not a guy that I want to play on a weekly basis, but we are in dark times. Very dark times. Yeah. <laughs> um, my last guy, I'm going to go with Rex Burkhead. Um, mm. Obviously exploded this week. Uh, you know, he was, a, a, I believe, a top five running back on the week. Um, has seen the third most targets in the Patriots offense. Uh, has seen a receiving touchdown. Um, it, he looks uh, to be a, a, you know, a nice receiving option. Um and it's a week that I don't necessarily trust the matchup with uh, Julian Edelman against the Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. considering what we've seen from them so far in terms of of their coverage. They've been they've been pretty solid. So I you know I think this would be a good opportunity to get Rex Burkhead involved, and I'm going to ride the wave because nobody started him last week. If you did, you're nobody. lying. Uh, But I think he's a safe start once again. Um, You know, he was a guy that was available in some of my waivers in Dynasty Leagues last week. Uh, But I think we can trust him uh, at least one more week.
1: Does it make you nervous at all that um, Damian Harris has practiced this week? He was on the injured reserve list with a hand injury. He's eligible to return. Uh, Does does that cast any doubt for you at all, Kate?
0: You know, it doesn't because we haven't, uh, you know, Rex Burkhead is a guy that we've seen very involved in this offense just on and off for, for the last several years. Um, Damian Harris is a guy that we've only seen get four career touches. Um, You know, so I'm going to, you know, maybe ride the waves there. uh, And, and I'm not going to get too frightened by the fact that Damian Harris is sort of looming just because we haven't seen it yet. We've heard, you know, some good things out of camp this summer. Um, But, Again, I I need to see it before I'm buying in.
1: Yeah, I think with Burkhead, um, he's just hashtag good at football, right? It's never been an issue of talent or anything. It's been opportunities and injuries. So now that he's healthy and now that the opportunities are there, yeah, I think at the very worst, he's a great flex play this week, especially if New England gets down in this game. You can see him get five, six, seven targets pretty easily. So I I love that call of Rex Burkhead. That is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, remember, you can follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Kate at FFBallBlast, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy week four, and good luck to all your dynasty teams, and we will see you next time.